Let's put your hands together, a little bit of a drum roll. Bob Sorge! Hallelujah!
sister's were up early. The name of the brother that was in the kitchen this morning. Kevin. Uh, moving boxes and, and getting the... Chris. Chris. Is this Chris back here? the antenna, if the 
20.
just in case you didn't know about that. And there's a verse in the Bible. By the way, I appreciate Sean came all the way to Burlington yesterday to pick me up. Thank you, Sean. There's a verse in the Bible, Sean, that put Jesus put all three storms in one verse. Peter 1 verses 6 and 7. 
now the words Peter's gone. Sometimes we actually need trials in our lives. And he's talk, he uses the word about be, he's talking about being grieved by trials. He's talking about grievous trials. He's talking about later in the book, he's going to talk about fiery trials. Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes we need fiery trials in our lives to move us forward into our next chapter in Him. You don't always know what you have until you test the thing. Anybody here ever gone shopping for a motorcycle? And you look at that thing and you look at the specs and you're like, I think I might want that baby. But can I take it for a test ride? Because until you test it, you don't always know what you've got. just about the time you're comfortable and feeling good about life 
life and everything. And then the Lord's like, you're turning into a slug. <laughs> Getting sluggish. And so he'll use trials to excavate us and stir us up and get us moving forward again in him. Because without it, we just don't get in a good situation. We don't get in a good place. We actually need trials to keep moving us forward. The verse on the screen is talking about the nation of Moab. And it says, Moab has been at ease from his youth. He has settled on his tracks and has not been emptied from vessel to vessel, nor has he gone into captivity. Therefore, his taste remained in him, and his scent has not changed. So, God is likening the nation of Moab ben, to a vat of wine. In the wine-making process, they will pour the wine and empty it from this vessel into this vessel so that they can remove the dregs. You pour it out, and then you can get the dregs off. Get it off the dregs. Because if it just sits on the dregs, it gets, I don't know what it gets, but it, it's not good. It's something negative, okay? It's, I don't know, is it, does it get bitter or stale, whatever it gets, you don't want it, okay? So the winemaking process, you have to pour it off the dregs into and God says to Moab, you were never poured from vessel to vessel. He says, nobody ever took your nation into captivity. You've never endured that kind of trial. It would have freshened you up. And now, because you've never been poured from vessel to vessel, there's actually judgment coming against the nation. And so the Lord is like, nations have a fragrance to God. Did you know that America has a fragrance to God? I do not know what America smells like to God. Not sure that we want to know the answer, Chad. I'm not sure. Good enough. 
make it a birth canal to press us forward into his heart and his purpose. Aren't you glad God's not leaving you alone? Thank you, Jesus, for not letting me sit on my dregs. Thank you for loving me enough to empty me out and pour me out so that I did not enjoy it. I did not enjoy it, but thank you for loving me enough to freshen my fragrance. Listen, a blessed life is not a trial-free life. A trial-free life, yeah, thanks, Chad, that's great. It's a 
us is for God to make us more fruitful in the kingdom. And our scripture here is John 15, verse 2. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. At the end of harvest, just about this time of year, a farmer will have a personal session with vineyard. The farmer sits down and just takes one vine at a time, removes the dead stuff, removes the unfruitful stuff, and then the fruitful branches get pruned. And when God is visiting your life, he'll, he does both. He'll remove the dead, unfruitful stuff and he'll cut back on the fruitful. He removes the dead, prunes the fruitful. And when Jesus prunes in our lives, it feels like he's angry. And you're like, God, what did I do wrong here? Why are you so angry at me? And he's got a twinkle in his eye because he's like, actually, I'm not angry with you. I'm actually season of fruit in your life has been awesome. I've enjoyed it. And I'm actually realizing there's a whole lot more potential in your life than we've even seen so far. And I want to bring it out. So here's my congratulations clip. It's actually a congratulation. It's a commendation. He's like, good job. You've been fruitful and I want more. So it feels like he's against you and actually, Sean, he's for you because he's got greater fruit in the future than you've seen to this point. But pruning is painful. I, I, I mean, the scripture is very clear on that. But I want to suggest the
see it by looking at the vine, because you look at the vine, it's just like, it went from 50 to 5, 50 to 5, 50 to 5, 50 to 5, and you're looking at the thing going, it, 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 nothing's changed. You're not seeing the root system, sweetheart. And did you notice that that stalk just keeps on growing? It's receiving, it's, it's channeling more life every year. Stop. 
three or four or five or six different ways today, Ben. Sometimes we actually need trials. One more point. It's my third point this morning, last point. Sometimes we need trials to push our roots deeper into God. I'd like to begin with Proverbs 13, verse 12. I'm going to give you my angle on this verse. I personally think that, that most people get this one wrong, so I'm going to I'm going to straighten up the whole world right now. Okay, on, on this verse. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Phil. 
examples of people in the Bible that did this kind of thing. I mean, let's start with good old Job, who I'm telling you, Job was crushed by heart sickness, but he used it to go into the heart of God, and his story became a tree of life. Let me tell you another one. There was someone who was so overwhelmed with heart sickness, I've got to get this right, Aurelius. Someone, I'm going to tell you, Aurelius, about someone who was overwhelmed with heart sickness. So overwhelmed, all of hell came against him to crush him with heart sickness. He had nails in his hands. He had nails in his feet. And the enemy wanted to overwhelm him with heart sickness. But when the desire came, I'm talking about the resurrection. When the desire came and Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead, that horrific post at Calvary, that tree became a tree of life that feeds the entire planet. And the cross of Christ demonstrates for us how to process heart sickness. When you're being crucified, go deep in God because he wants to redeem that thing and turn it into a tree of life to feed a generation. So if they don't connect Proverbs 13, 12 with the cross, I don't think they've got it. I'm looking at the cross when I see that first.
said, the thing that produces a vintage wine is too much sun, not enough sun, too much rain, not enough rain, too cold of temperatures. Something about the season that stressed the vines. And when the vines were being stressed by the season, it forced them to work harder. And when the vines under stress worked harder to produce their crop, they said, that's where you get a vintage wine. They said it like this, you will never get a vintage wine from unstressed vines. Thank <laughs> you. 
describing his dreams to his brothers. But other than that, the guy just really is, he's got his act together. He's just good. Now, I call Jacob, uh, uh, Joseph, I call him a five-talent guy. Jesus said, that, you know, this one gets five talents, this one gets two talents, this one gets one talent. And for me, Joseph is a five-talent guy. He's just one of these guys that has it cooking on every burner, if you know what I'm saying. Everything he touches turns to gold. He's got the brain power. He's got the charisma, the personality, the people skills, the admin skills, the organizational skills. He knows how to lead. He runs a team. He, he, the guy just has the package. And Jesus comes to this young package, Joseph, and goes, Joseph, you're good, but you're not good enough. Your five talents are good. But they're not good enough. What I have for you goes beyond your giftings and talents. And if I leave you alone, you'll never find it. Because if I leave you alone, here's the problem with five talent people, Ben. They tend to rely on their talents. And now 
holy desperation. Joseph is putting down roots deeper into the Holy Spirit, and he decides to study his God language. Because God talks to Joseph in dreams. That's his God language. You remember when he was young, he had a couple dreams, and the dreams seemed to indicate of greatness. But now this prison, it's the opposite. The dreams and the prison are opposite data. And he's trying to rectify the data. And he cannot reconcile the data because the prison says, I'm going to die here. And the dreams are saying, I think something else. And he decides to study dream interpretation because he's like, what else are you going to do in prison? You know what I'm saying? I got nothing better to do. And so he decides to study his God language. He's putting down roots deeper into God. And he's trying to figure out, God, what did those dreams mean? And then when the butler and the baker come to the prison, they get a dream. Now Joseph can interpret their dreams. And then Pharaoh gets a dream. And Joseph is able to interpret Pharaoh's dream. And that's what got him out of prison, knowing his God language. It wasn't his gifts, his talents, his abilities that got him out of prison. It was going deep in the Holy Spirit, putting roots into God, studying his God language. And it was his anointing in the Holy Spirit, knowing how God talked to him. That's what got him out of prison. If you find yourself in a prison, why not study your God language? It just might get you out. Does God talk to you? Identify it. Study it. And master it. And he went deep in his prison, pressed into the heart of God, going where no root 
you a story that will become a tree of life to feed a generation. It's bigger than you. Message is done. Got, got one more story to tell and I'm finished. I'm in El Paso in January. This was before the COVID thing hit, hit, and so I'm in El Paso, and I'm in the green room. Uh, I, I realized the green room, at some churches they have a green room in the back, like you go back there, and they call it a green room, and it's where, it's where the pastors hobnob with the guests. Egyptian person. 
prison for 10 years. Why should I apologize to you for this when I'm going to use this to turn you into a feeder of nations? You're going to come out of this prison to the palace in one day, by the way. You're going to get in the palace. You're going to save the lives of every person in the nation of Egypt. I'm going to make you a feeder of multiple nations, and you're going to establish the nation of Israel in Goshen. They're going to actually become a nation because of you. Why should I apologize to you for this? Jesus Christ, why should I apologize to you for your cross when I'm going to use your cross to redeem men from every nation, every tribe, every kindred, every tongue, every skin color from around the world? I'm going to I'm going to gain a bride. She's going to live in your bosom forever. She's going to rule and reign with you forever. Why should I apologize to you for your trial? He never apologizes because he's like, you actually needed that. of the Holy Spirit, by the grace of Jesus, there would be 
asking, Lord, for those for the branches of our hearts to find fresh flexibility. I'm asking, Lord Jesus, that you would draw us forward into new fruitfulness in you. Lord, help us to put down roots deeper into you. Lord, I pray for grace upon the roots of every person in this room. Grace to put down roots in this drought. Grace to find fresh moisture in the Holy Spirit, fresh nutrients in God. Lord, so that when the desire comes, the thing becomes a tree of life to our generation. Strength, grace, power in the Holy Spirit, encouragement to endure, to endure in prayer, to endure in the Word, to endure in the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, I bless every branch. Let it become more fruitful than ever. And may hope fill every heart. Lord, I'm asking that every person in this room will leave today, will go to the feast today with fresh hope, fresh encouragement, fresh strength for the journey. In Jesus' name, I bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I speak the peace of Christ to you. I speak the favor of the Lord to you. May his countenance shine upon you and upon your family. May the breezes of the Holy Spirit be at your back and may you find strength and grace to keep moving forward to apprehend the upward call of God in Christ. May your crucifixion become a tree of life to this generation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, you are blessed today.
just right across here. Just spread yourself all the way across here. Just give yourself a 